Hello and welcome to another edition of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. I am your host, as always, the mouth of Michigan, Rob Medica. With me, as always, my co-host, the Merck Zone, Mike Merkel. I'm here. He is here. We are locked in. We're ready to go. Battlehawk up. Even, Even though they lost. AJ <laughs> McCarroll with that really very bad. poor underthrow for an interception to lose the game. But, you know, it happens. Anyway. After, we got, conv- after converting a great fourth and 11 or yeah, something. Yeah, right. And he had a dot to get us to the, within one score, too, or a little bit before that. So it was a good game overall. Anyway, our, our boy Jordan Tayamu just carving up. Yeah, 5-0 and now. Or 4-0. and 4-0? 5-0? 5-0. 5-0 for the D.C. defenders. Good for them. But That's this I wanted week, him. <laughs> this week, Mike, we are talking everything NFL free agency. We've got a lot to cover. We've got Lions stuff we got to cover. We've got the NFL as a whole for the free agency and some other news and notes coming out of that. We've also got um, some March Madness stuff. We obviously have a Merck Zone Mock Draft Corner, and we're talking AEW, WWE stuff as well. Some rumors, some notes from this past week. Lots of stuff to go over, Mike. Um, I'm going to give you the choice. Do you want to start with the NFL free agency stuff first and then get into the Lions moves specifically, or do you want to talk Lions stuff first and then go broader? Which way do you want to start out? Um, you want to start big and go small or go small then go big? We'll go small. All right, so we're going to start We're going to start with small Lions Small and big. All right, that's so. How we, that's how we, uh, oh, God, I can't say it. Never mind, just keep <laughs> on. Go, just go. I mean, just you go. can. No. Fine. Oh. You can say last it. Last time I say it, you just laughed at me. Oh, my God, time. I died last time, but it's fine. Yeah. Um, just skip it. <laughs> <laughs> Lions free agency. It's been a whirlwind, Mike. We've got so much to go over. Um, if I can find where I had my stuff from, but maybe I lost it now. But uh, hold on one second. Let's just start here, right? Come out with a bang, right? Let me let me ask you this before we kind of go into each individual move because uh-huh. I think this is important. Um, did you think that the Lions would have been in um, on this aggressive path that they've kind of been on in free agency where they came out, Right out of the gates, sign Cam Sutton. That's probably the the kind of the centerpiece of their free agency haul. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of give me your thoughts. Are you were you surprised that they were as aggressive as they were, especially in this first week where it's kind of like you know, shits flying everywhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not I'm not too shocked. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the amount of moves that they made yeah. shocked me a little bit. Yeah, but I don't think in terms of the moves they made necessarily shocked right. me. Uh, yeah. They just kind of went around and said, I think we need another this guy. Get him. Yeah. Yeah, I think we need another this guy. We, we'll grab him too. Right. We, we lost this guy. We'll just get another one of those. Like yeah. It was kind of like one of those mm-hmm. where I don't think any of them were necessarily bad, but some of them I didn't feel like were needed. Okay, I'm interested we'll, on that. So I'm gonna go through. I'm gonna go through here just kind of the overview, right? So uh, Mac McCain, they signed way early on for like a one year, nothing deal. Cam Sutton, the big one, right? Three yeah. years, thirty three million, uh, twenty one million guaranteed, right? Mm-hmm. Basically a two year deal with an with an option out after the year three, with like a four million dollar dead cap or something like that. So nothing crazy. Um, that was the big one, right? He's going to be their number one corner going into the year, right? That's that's pretty obvious. They then that went and signed Emmanuel Mosley on a one-year $6 million deal. We haven't gotten uh, full contract terms on that, but I'm guessing it'll be a $2, 3000000 million cap it, some signing bonus, and probably a void year to kind of spread the cap out. Um, this whole void year thing, man, is sweeping the NFL, by the way, like, to the nth degree. The Saints are just like, hey, we're just going to keep restructuring and keep adding more void years. It is insane if you look at some of those contracts oh for the God. Saints. It's in, it's nuts. Um, 
those are the two big moves I first kind of want to start off with are those. And and I'll throw in the Will Harris re-signing for a one-year $2.53 million deal, which is their veteran exception. So it's only counting for like 1.3 towards the cap. Um, those three deals, right, it feels very reminiscent of last year where the Lions went, okay, our wide receiving core is god-awful. Mm-hmm. So we got to go, all right, we're going to go sign DJ Shark. Okay, we're going to go draft Javis Williams. Okay, we're going to bring back... Uh, you know, Josh Reynolds, we're going to bring back Khalif Rahim. We've got Amon Ra, who kind of emerged at the end of his rookie year. Okay, now we have our foundation for our wide receiving core, and we saw immediate dividends from that, right? This feels very similar to the same approach now at the cornerback spot. You go in, you have the 32nd defense ranked overall in total yardage, points allowed, blah, 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 blah. We know the stats. Now you come in, you sign a guy like Cam Sutton, you sign Emmanuel Mosley, who was a starter for that Super Bowl team for the 49ers. You're bringing back Will Harris. You've got Okuda. You've got Jerry Jacobs. Um, and I still honestly think that corner is still in play for you, depending how the board falls, maybe at six, definitely at 18, and especially in the second round. Give me your thoughts on what you what you thought about now looking at their cornerback room where you could tell immediately, all right, this is the number one focus we have. On yeah. our team this year. Yeah, that was kind of the, the thought I had was they were going to focus in on either yeah. the linebacking or the secondary group, yeah. and they decided the secondary group, and they went hard on that. Yeah. Um, I I really liked the the Camp Sutton one. Mm-hmm. Now, I personally didn't know who Camp Sutton was yeah. when they signed him. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't watch. I yes, I did only because I was looking for guys outside of the big, like the big, big the Jalen yeah. Ramseys of the world. Because like they need help at corner. Who the hell can they bring in? Yeah, it was one of those. I yeah. just don't watch any San Fran or uh, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh games, and well, so it's it's boring as hell. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, so I never really just like got to watch them. Right. Um, but listening to Pittsburgh fans talk about how sad they were of losing him, I was like, okay, if you're sad that you're losing him, then it must be a... He's a top 25 corner. Yeah, Let's it, put it that yeah, way. he's really good. Like, yeah. he's he's the Bradbury-esque type guy yes. is what I've yep. been hearing. Yep. So, and it's had a better deal than Bradbury did, too, yeah, from a so, team perspective. Yeah, so so that was... I really enjoyed that signing. Mm-hmm. The, the Mosley signing from the 49ers was kind of... Just an extra depth piece, kind of. If you if you're if you're going under the assumption that Sutton's like just a, your number one guy going into next year, I think it's him, Okuda, and Mosley. Yeah, and, and Sutton, I think Okuda, I, and I felt like it was like all right, Sutton's yeah. on one side, you're gonna have Okuda and Mosley, kind of just who's gonna start on the second side, yeah. and then your slot is gonna be probably the Ravenous or whoever's left or safety or something. Well, yeah, um, and here's the thing about both of those guys, right? So you're looking at both Sutton and Mosley, right? I actually really like the Mosley signing more, I think, than some others do mm-hmm. because I know that he played so well for the Niners, right? Yeah. Um, he's coming off an ACL. He's kind of doing that one-year prove-it deal type thing, mm-hmm. right? He's a young guy. I think it's something where you go, okay, the Niners just couldn't afford to keep him mm-hmm. at this point. So you're like, man, like, okay, that's another guy they can bring in. And they both have positional flexibility. They both played inside. They both played outside. Yeah. So you have options Really, at all three starting, because at this point, every defense is a sub-package game now, right? Yes. They're almost always running a nickel package. I think that's why, and we're going to hit the linebacker corner in a second, but I think that's why they have not went out and really addressed linebacker as big as fans were hoping, is because they're not only going to run two linebacker sets mm-hmm. a good chunk of the the time. Yeah, I think I think my only thing with Mosley, yeah. and it's kind of with Sutton, but yeah. I think Sutton's PFF grades mm-hmm. kind of make me not think of it as much yeah. is when you're playing with such a dominant defense, yeah. 
I'm like, how much of it is right. Mosley and how much of it is Nick Bosa's a monster? Right. And now, theoretically, you could say, well, Aiden Hutchinson and James Houston and Romeo right. Quara are really good pass rushers, mm-hmm. but they're not Nick Bosa good. Yep. And Nick Bosa gets the quarterback in like half a second. Mm-hmm. So my thing is just the worry of like we sign now Mosley's only the the one year deal right. with the void year so it's right. not like if he sucks you just get rid of him after this year it's not that yeah, big of yeah. a deal but it's just to the point of like was Mosley a system fit for the 49ers or was he actually just like a good corner yeah. something we'll have to find out in season well and that's the thing too right is I think what they have done and this is why I think getting another pass rusher probably in the draft at this point right there's not really anybody out there. Uh, in free agency anymore, but like to get a guy, you know, whether that's Jalen Carter, whether that's Will Anderson, if, if they're both gone, is it Tyree and is it Tyree is it Anderson Wilson. Wilson? Thank you. Goodness. I got all the names are mixed up in my mind now um, from Texas tech. Um, whether that's a guy later on, like a miles Murphy or Brian Brisset, whoever, you know, uh, the defense tackle Chancey out of Pittsburgh, right. Is somebody I think that they're probably going to be looking into the defensive lineman out of, uh, Northwestern, I think they've met with at the combine, the senior bowl and in a visit at the pro day. So man, they got a weird way of showing they're not interested in that cat. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) So they're obviously looking at D line, right? So I think they're trying to build it kind of in the similar way where, Hey, we get a good enough pass rush. Our corners don't have to cover a super long amount of time. And we have guys that we've brought in now who can cover a little bit. Like they don't have a premier top six corner on their roster. Mm -hmm. They don't have that. But what I do think they have is I think if Okuda can just be not even shut down, but just good, not even great, but good, right? Him, Mosley, Cam Sutton is your number one. I think you have a, I think you have a really good ability to say, hey, I have three solid number two corners. Yeah, if that makes any sense. Yeah, and I think I think the days of like a true lockdown corner are gone. I kind of gone. Sauce think, is basically it. I think it's like <laughs> Sauce, Jalen Ramsey to an extent. Yeah. And like, um, there was one other guy I had on my mind, but but, but even you look at even look at Ramsey against the best wide receivers. Jamar Chase had yeah. his way with him in the Super Bowl. Yeah, Javante Adams is his father. <laughs> like we, you know what I mean? Like it just is what it is, right? Yeah. So even in those situations, it is tough mm-hmm. for these corners nowadays. Just with the rules and how things are called, yeah. it's hard to be Revis Island at this point. Yeah. You know, sauce is almost working now at the sense of I'm waiting for someone to go. Maybe we do throw at him and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause nobody threw at him last year. The Lions were like hard pass. We're just not going to, yeah. you know? So I'm interested to kind of see how that breaks down. Um, other big moves, right. Let's kind of go through the rest of these here. Um, uh, Emmanuel Mosley, right. Graham Glasgow, former lion coming back on a one year up to four and a half million dollar deal. Whether he's the depth guy to replace the Evan Brown spot, whether he's going to challenge Vitae for that other guard spot. We don't really know yet. Um, some of the re-signings, right. We'll kind of hit that Craig rent. Oh, I'm sorry. And we missed the big one. I'm going to save the big one. The other big one for a second for another conversation. Um, Craig Reynolds is coming back. Ross Piercebacher, restricted free agent, he's coming back. Matt Nelson's coming back. Isaiah Bugs coming back on a two-year deal, which is super nice. I don't know if you've seen his breakdown. He's getting paid a whole bunch of nothing to come back. So super good piece there. John Kaminsky coming back on a two-year, $8.5 million. Um, we already hit on Will Harris. C.J. Moore, special teams guy, probably a depth safety as well, coming back on a two-year deal. Money Badger, Michael Badgley, he's coming back. I expect them to bring in competition at kicker, whether that's through the draft or whatever. We haven't seen contract details on that, so it could be a veteran's minimum because we're like, mm, we're not really sold on you yet. Um, 
the the big one, I guess, the one that I would say is the most meh on is the Alex Anzalone resigning. Three years, eighteen point seven five million. Did you hit the running back? I'm, I'm waiting. I'm gonna we're we're gonna get the running back spot here in a second because I want to. Th- that's a separate conversation I'd like to have. Okay. So, gotcha. um, uh, and Alex Anzalone's coming back. Average yes. six a million a year. Really a two-year deal. If you look at the breakdown, right, it's like a two-year deal, like a $2 million dead cap hit if they cut him after two. Um, thoughts on that? That was This was the one signing where I went, it kind of just takes the wind out of your sails a little mm-hmm. bit. Not that it's – here's the thing. Is he great? No. Is he terrible? I wouldn't say no. I, I think what we saw last year, especially at the end of the year, where I thought he was actually playing really well, that's your ceiling mm-hmm. for Alex Anzalone. Yeah. And I just and the and the coaching staff loves him. He's a leader. He's their green dot backer. But man, did it just feel like it's like, oh, all right. Well, mm-hmm. I guess that's a thing. Yeah, especially when you, you know have what I mean? all the other linebackers that are kind of poaching around that yeah. you probably get. It's like that's now, Grant, it. let me put it this way. I'd rather have Anzalone's contract than Tremaine Edwards' contract. Oh yeah. Because that is ginormous mm-hmm. and a little crazy. Um yeah, I mean lines don't have that much available cap. Well, I mean, yet. if they would have signed him and nobody else, I mean, they could. Yeah, I know. Well, yeah, yeah, they could have, but but like, like, I know a lot of. I was one of those people. Like, I was really in the Levante David camp, right? I was really hoping for that. But when you see him get one year, seven million guaranteed, in addition to the six million dollar dead cap that he was already getting from Tampa, so now he's getting paid thirteen million dollars this year. The Lions were not going to pay thirteen million dollars for a linebacker. They just weren't. Bobby Wagner's going to go sign a stupid deal somewhere, maybe with Dallas, could be with Seattle still, we don't know. Um, he's kind of in limbo, right? They were not going to go spend big money at linebacker. Mm-hmm. That is very clear, right? Yeah. So I think they looked around and they said, all right, we're going to sign our guy that we like to a deal that we can get out of quickly if we need to, because I think his cap hit next year is like $7 million, which is a bit rough. Um but after that, they kind of can get out of it, right? He's This is his last real chance to cash in. Um, I understand why they brought him back. I understand why they like him. I think he does a lot of things good, right? He's not terrible in coverage, right? He's, you know, he's a pretty, he, he cut down on his missed tackles immensely last year. I thought he played well for them last year. It's just, he's just the most non-exciting signing, right? Where you're just like, Right, yep. you know, like yeah. I, it's it's a fart in church, you know. It really is. Yeah. We're just like, ah, oh, God, this is. Just, I mean, it's fine, I guess, but it's not, you know. Mm-hmm. That, no, that's yeah. kind of. I was just like, yeah, it's yeah. Give me your thoughts on the bugs and the Kaminsky signings, because I thought those were two really big signings for them, low key. Like, I, I think Kaminsky's huge. Yeah, because for whatever reason, plays I, really well for them. Well, that was the thing is like, I was like, I never think John Kaminsky's like really good. But it's like he helped out, even if he wasn't like the run game. Yeah, even if he wasn't like getting sacks or anything. Like Aiden Hutchinson looks so much better next to Kaminsky. than next to anyone else. Well, you saw they were zero and five without him in the on in in the game. Yeah, zero and five. Yeah, and once he like came in, it was like, oh, he's just like the spark plug you needed, I Mm -hmm. guess. Yeah, which I was like, I just didn't understand, but it worked. And remember too, right when they poached him off of waivers, right. 17 teams put in waiver claims for John Kaminsky when Atlanta caught him. 17 teams. Yeah. Lions just happened to be second in the list Wait, at the time. Yeah. So they were kind of fortunate enough to get him, right? Played through a broken hand, too, which I think is pretty darn impressive. 
And they get him once again on a very team-friendly deal. Yeah. So, I mean, I thought that was a big one. I think Isaiah Bugs played a bigger role in the locker room and in the mentality mm-hmm. than necessarily on the field. I thought he did a pretty good job, all things considered, yeah, on yeah, the field. Um, but the level of contract that he signed, number one, really, really nice. I thought that was great. Um, and I think it kind of speaks to what we're building here in Detroit. But also, I thought he played a nice little, I thought he, a nice little three-tech Right, nothing crazy. Him and Aleem did a nice job. I thought, like I said, I just thought he was just an overall good player for them. Mm-hmm. Nothing crazy. He's not gonna give me eleven sacks from the interior, but is he gonna hold his gap? Is he gonna be where he's supposed to be? And he's gonna be a guy where people can lean on and be like, that's a veteran vocal presence. Mm-hmm. I think he checks all those boxes for them. Yeah, no, I I have any problem with either one of those. Um. Just cheaper deals. Right, course. exactly. Uh, some of the other guys that they signed for their exclusive rights, free agents that they tendered. So basically, they haven't signed yet, but they are they can't go anywhere, really, mm-hmm. right? Anthony Pittman, linebacker, Brock Wright, which we kind of all assumed. Uh, Shane Zilstra going to hopefully build off of his good year last year. Benito Jones, the guy they claimed off of waivers from Miami last year. Um, and long snapper Scott Daly. Um, you also have 10 future deal signings. Uh, Jamar Jefferson, Derek Deese, Maurice Alexander, Stanley Berryhill, Tom Kennedy, uh, Obina Ize, Darren Paulo, Demetrius Taylor, Jared Williams, Khalil Dorsey, and our, all of our favorites, Brady Breeze. Um, so all those guys, right? Kind of depth pieces, right? Special teamers, you know, practice squad potential, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of thing. So had to kind of get through that. Um, the three free agents, or the few, the four, there's currently four free agents that have signed elsewhere. Deshaun Elliott with Miami, Evan Brown with your Seattle Seahawks, Chris Board signing with New England, and Jamal Williams is gone to the New Orleans Saints on a three-year, $12 million deal. And the reason for that is is because the Lions signed David Montgomery, mm-hmm. former running back from the Chicago Bears, for a three-year, $18 million deal. Now, lots of layers to this. So I, that's why I want to kind of keep it separate from everybody else, okay? okay? I want to get your initial thoughts when you saw that they signed... Montgomery first because I had like a whole experience with this. It was weird. And so I want to, but I want to get yours first, not just with the signing, but Uh, with like the whole Jamal Williams scenario. Oh, I mean, I see, I guess I didn't have this weird affiliation with Jamal Williams. Mm -hmm. Everyone else apparently did. Right. Like he's, he's good. Yeah. Didn't think he was like, I didn't think he's like all that. Like, I think he's funny yeah. as like a, a media presence. Mm-hmm. Every time he talks to the media, yeah. I would like watch the YouTube clip because it's right. like a minute long and he would always say something really funny. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I'm like, I don't, I didn't mind to keep him. I didn't mind to see him go. Yeah. I think we were kind of in the same boat where it was like, if we re-signed him for like, $4 million a year or something, right. or $5 million, then sure. Yeah. But if he was asking for like 7 or 8 then it's like, yes, yeah, sorry, see ya, goodbye. Right. right. So I didn't really mind the signing for, okay. for Williams. So, so I guess my question is, is that what was your thoughts, not on Lester losing Jamal, mm-hmm. but on David Montgomery himself? Like what, what were your thoughts there? Like, yeah. On, on him coming to Detroit, I I think it's a good signing. I yeah, mean, I, I think, agree. I think he's I think he was really good. He's a running better back. player than Jamal Williams. Yeah. I think we can both agree. And with I think that. I think it's hard because like we always talk about how like it's hard to grade some of these bad teams. Right. Like Williams on Chicago's offensive line yeah. with the system and stuff they run. Yeah. He might not have the best numbers. I right. still think he was 
high hundreds, almost a thousand yard rusher. Uh, Montgomery, yeah, yeah I Montgomery think he was. At, I think he was. With, I think nine hundred and change. I think. Yeah, last I think year. so. With a really bad offensive line and a yeah. quarterback that liked to run himself. Yeah. So, if you put him behind the Lions' offensive line, with uh, he's going to be the primary back with yeah. Swift. Yep. Yeah. And then, like future on, he'll probably be the prime. I think back. Montgomery is a three down back. Yeah, I do really too. do. Like, I think yep. he's really good. So I was like, I didn't have any yeah. real problems with. This so guy. here's my experience with this, right? So I'm on Twitter. I've basically been glued to my phone the last week, right? Just watching stuff. Of course, the one time I'm not is when you text me, you go camp Sutton the Lions. I go, damn it, Mike, you beat me. Um, but I'm watching, and the first I see a tweet that goes, Lions and Jamal Williams are far apart on contract details. Yes. And then I scroll down a little bit. And then I'm like, okay, that's not the greatest news ever, right? And then I come back. I go, I think I go to the bathroom. I come back. I check my phone again because I'm a freak. And I see, oh, David Montgomery signs with Detroit for three years, $18 million. And you go, oh, well, I guess Jamal's gone, right? Yeah. Um, and it was like, it was a weird thought. You're like, oh, snap. Okay, like, here we go. And then you get the Jamal Williams contract, and people go, what the hell happened, right? And now we get reports that are kind of been confirmed via Dave Burkett and apparently some pride of Detroit sources that are like, the Lions offered a pretty similar deal to David Montgomery and Jamal Williams. Mm -hmm. And Jamal Williams' agent kind of said, maybe we hold off and I'm going to go see what else we can get on the market. And the Lions went, okay, well, we're not going to wait for you because we have other things we need to get done and pivoted and signed David Montgomery. Yes. Now we hear out of the introductory press conference that Jamal had with the Saints, where Jamal Williams comes out and says the Lions' offer to him was a quote unquote disrespectful. It seemed like they didn't really want him back. You know, they were kind of already done with him ahead of time. So we're kind of getting some conflicting reports there. Mm-hmm. Um, what does this situation, in your opinion, say about where the Lions are at from a from a roster perspective slash a a business perspective where Brad Holmes and I'm going to throw Mike Disner in there. Cause he's kind of their cap guy to go. Okay. If you don't want to take this, we're not waiting for you. Right. If you want to come back, we'd love to have you at X number. Mm-hmm. But if you're, if you're not, if you're not happy with that and you think you can get more, okay, well we're going to go over here now and go sign this guy because we're, he's ready to go. Mm-hmm. And we're not going to wait and overpay for you to come back at a number. We're not comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Where, where are you at with this whole situation? Because to me, it was, I feel like it's more of the latter of we offered you X. You think maybe you can, I think Jamal Williams agent overplayed his hand. Let me put it that way. And he yeah. went, well, maybe we can get more. And I don't blame Jamal for trying to go get more. If we're being a hundred percent honest, you think he's going to rush for a thousand yards and have 17 touchdowns ever again? No, no, it's just, I'm, I'm sorry. It's just not going to happen. I think 15 or 12 of them, I think, were from the yard line in, right? Mm-hmm. So the odds of that being a thing, yeah, not high. Mm-hmm. So you kind of, ha- and I understand that he's like, look, I'm coming off the best year of my career. I'm 28. I'm going to see if I can get as much money as I can, as you know, much guaranteed as I can. And they overplayed their hand a little bit. Yeah. I don't understand the reasoning to immediately go and say, well, the, the offer was disrespectful and all that stuff. It just feels like it's just kind of out of character mm-hmm. for him a little bit. But more so, I just thought it was an interesting kind of dynamic where the Lions immediately pivoted and went, we're going to pay a little bit more to get a better player because you don't want to sign. Okay, fine. We're done. 
out you go. Yeah. We're going to go sign this guy. Kind of give me your thoughts on the whole situation. Cause I just thought it was kind of a fascinating turn of events of how it happened. Yeah, no, I thought it was, um, I, I, I really enjoy the, how the lions handle the situation. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think, I think there's like a small case of people that you would be willing to wait for. Yeah. And I think the Packers are showing the Aaron Rodgers. Like there are a few people that's like, we can't make any moves until we figure out this situation. Right. But because you're this kind of player, we kind of have to wait and yeah. see. Yeah, the like, Jets are basically doing almost nothing outside of the Lazard thing t- because they know yeah. Rodgers. And we're going to hit on Rodgers here. In yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, like, both yeah. sides are right. kind of, like, stuck, stuck mm-hmm. overplaying, trying to do too much. Yep. And they're both, like, neither one are getting anything done in free agency. Nope. Because of it, right. I I guess I don't want the situation. I don't think Jamal is that big of a name right. to hold up free agency. Correct. to do it. Like if this was Calvin Johnson, yeah. or Matt Stafford, right. it's like okay, that's a different story. Right. If you have to be like, hey, Calvin, we want to sign you to this new deal when he's yeah. twenty seven, yeah. and he was like, can I go test the waters? It's like, sure. Well, you also have to wait because there's not another just Calvin Johnson sitting right, right next exactly. to you. We really so got to make sure we have yeah, enough assets you, available. Yeah, because yeah. if you go sign two more players and Calvin's like, oh, I want to come back, it's, you don't, you don't right. have Or, hey, this enough. team is giving me X. Can you, can you can match, match this? And you go, oh, shit, no, not really. You're right. Yeah, exactly. So you don't want that situation. Yeah. Jamal's not in that situation. Yeah. So uh, it's like, okay, let me, like, it's like, it's one of those where you're going to hang out with a friend. It's like, hey, let me know. Mm-hmm. They don't let you know to the day of, so you make plans mm-hmm. with someone else. And they're like, I thought we were going to make plans. Well, you didn't. You didn't tell me till the day of, so right. what do you want me to do? Right. It's kind of that situation where it's like, listen, we're giving you this contract right now. You're the primary guy. You can right. say yes or no right now. Yeah. If you say maybe. Yeah, if you're going to go out and say, you have all the ability in the world. Go test t- t- the market. But you can't expect us to be sitting here with the same offer or waiting for you at all if, if you come back yeah, and go, you, you can't find later. it. Yeah, if you come back a week later and go, yeah, you know, I tried these four other teams, and yeah. you're like my fifth option. Yeah. But like, I guess I'll come back. Right. It like doesn't work that way. It's right. like no, we're... I can't find the same amount of money that you're giving me. Okay, well that offers off the table. It's literally draft day. It really is. Yeah. That, that episode. Yeah. It's like it's <laughs> we're in a we're in a different situation. Yeah, we live in a different ago. world. <laughs> For the five minutes ago. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I'm kind of in that same boat where I think it's, I think the lines are like, look, we got X, Y, and Z. We got to get done here. So it's either sign now. Yeah. Or don't but you're not coming back then. And that's kind of how it is. Right. And we see now he gets a contract where I would have been more comfortable paying Jamal Williams than the contract. The saints did. Yeah. Like three for 12, not bad. Right. I think it's, you know, 8 million guaranteed or something crazy. Um, so I mean, if they would have brought him back on that contract and been like, cool. Right. But I think you've, I think it is a clear upgrade Mm -hmm. from Jamal Williams to David Montgomery. Yeah, I really do. And I think that, Swift is going to be happy, I think, lo- kind of long-term about this during the season because I think it's going to allow him to kind of be more of the receiving back and not run as much in between the tackles because I think David Montgomery is a three-dot back. He can catch, he's shifty, right? Yeah. But he's all can run between the tackles. Um, and I think more than anything, I think it tells us that Swift's probably gone after this year. If you needed any indication that DeAndre Swift is probably not going to be here after this season, yeah. this is probably it. Yeah, uh, yeah I'm also in the camp of... Uh, not paying running backs a lot of money. So, yeah, I'm not either. No. Um, so like, if like, I think they could still draft a guy. Quite frankly, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think yeah. I think it would be smart to draft yeah. somebody. Not like, Bijan, obviously anymore. No. But you know, some people are like, well, you can sign draft Bijan too. That's the dumbest thing I've ever seen, no. but it's fine. Um, overall, 
if you had to, just on the surface, and I hate doing this, but it's everything everybody does, so I, I figure I'll ask anyway. Oh, so you just, you just dive into peer pressure. So, kind so of, a little like, bit, okay. yeah, a little bit. Um, as long as you admit, it's fine. <laughs> do you have a grade for their overall offseason? Now, they're, they're probably not done. Mm-hmm. I still think they need to figure out, and now, and this is the thing we don't know, so I'm not going to hit on it too hard, but DJ Shark may be coming back, mm-hmm. right? We don't know that for sure yet. There's been rumblings that... He was I, I think personally he went out looking for a long term deal and people went, You still missed five games and we're not gonna be committing long term to you just yet. So I think there's a very good chance he can come back to Detroit on another one year deal. Um but so they still have some holes. Wide receiver, I think linebacker they could add on. I think maybe defensive line still, unless they're just completely gonna go draft for that. Safety I think is still a need as well. Um but overall, I think they addressed a lot of holes to keep them yep. very flexible going into the draft. G- give me a grade if you had to give me one right now, just on the surface, you know, because we don't know how these guys are going to play. Mm-hmm. You know, Cam Sutton could be the next coming of Dre Bly, for all we know, um, on the on the free agency hall as well, because this is probably the, the most aggressive they've been in the three years that Brad Holmes has been here. Yeah. I, I mean, g- obviously, most money they've had, too, but, yeah. you know. I'd give it, like, a solid, solid B, yeah. B minus. Yeah, I, I, I think it's hard, right? I love the the Sutton signing. I love the Mosley signing. I love the fact that they went out and identified guys they can go get and say we have a. There's that they were self aware enough to go. This is the position group that needs the most help. I mean, Cam Sutton sold the story. As soon as free agency opened, ninety minutes later, they got a deal done. They were the first team to call him, and they said, "Let's get a deal done," in an hour and a half, and they're like, "Okay, he's here." Yeah. That to me shows a clear and very pointed attack where they go, we need to get help now. Mm-hmm. Like we don't have help right now. We need to really help our defense out just by having serviceable corners here. And I think they've got more than serviceable corners yeah. at, at multiple spots now. So I thought they did a really nice job in free agency. I, like I said, I still think a couple more moves could happen. They've kind of backloaded a few of these con- contracts. So as the NFL does, right. Um, so I'm excited to kind of see, where they're at. And I think that as they are, I think that the betting favorites right now to win the NFC North, if you had to bet today, I don't really think that changes pretty much yeah, throughout the year. I could look year. at it, but I'm pretty sure. That's... Yeah. I'm like 95% sure they're the betting favorites right now yeah. to win the NFC let's, North. Let's see here. And I don't really blame them. I know the bears have signed a lot of guys. We're going to hit on a couple people that they brought in this year as well, because they had money to burn. But I, I really do think that they are, sure. that the lions probably have the best roster in the, in the division right yeah, now. Let's see. Division winners. Best quarterback for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's not a hard, uh, high yeah, bar. Yeah, the Lions are the favorites. A plus 145 to win right. the division. There you go. Let's see. Uh, what do you think? Okay, what do you think? Yeah. Go by NFC Conference. Yeah. Where do you think their odds are at? Lions-wise. NFC Championship. Fifth. Winner. You were spot on. Am it's I? fifth, yeah. Yeah. It is San Francisco. Yep. Philly. Yep. Dallas. Dallas, yep. New Orleans. Now, yep. here's the thing. So, New Orleans... The Lions, the Rams are all tied at plus eleven hundred to win the division or to win the conference. Yeah, and then no. the Giants are plus. I, I knew 13. I had a feeling two NFC East teams would be in just based on the fact that Dallas is really good last year, especially in the regular season. They always choke in the playoffs, but yeah. and they just got Brandon Cooks by the way today as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I was like, okay, you know, obviously San Francisco, Philadelphia, Dallas. I was like, I don't, I can't imagine they're just going to put the Lions at four that because they haven't done any, they haven't done it yet, right? Yeah. They're so unproven. So I was like, there's probably, I think New Orleans. You look at it and you go, Derek Carr's there, 
right? I think the roster is still really good. Yeah, they're just they're just kicking that can down the road. I just don't think they have a Super Bowl roster, right? Like San Francisco and Philadelphia. Realistically, could, yeah. I don't think outside of the big three in the yeah. NFC Correct. and really big two. But like, I think it's a, I think it's Dallas. a two I think it's a two dog race. Yeah, but I do think you can add Dallas in there because yep. their defense is so good. Yep. That like, I really think it's one of those three teams that make it out. Yeah. Like yeah, the Lions I, are not a think, Super Bowl team. I don't think any of the other teams are Super Bowl potential. No. But in terms of like if you had to make the odds, I do think they have a top five six NFC. Yeah. Odds. Right. Yeah, I, I think that I think the Lions are firmly in the top half of the NFC, mm-hmm. and I think the expectation is and should be winning the division, getting a home playoff game, and winning that home playoff game. I think that's really where you need to be. Yes. I don't care if you're the four seed. I don't care. You need to win the division, and you need to have a home playoff game against Name Yeah, team. I would say the only if I would give you. Yeah. And this is just a fundamental. Dallas coming down would be would be tough. No, no, I'm saying if the Eagles come down. Oh, yeah. Because if no, Dallas goes crazy that. and wins the division, and yeah. then the Eagles are the five, yeah. that's a tough ask. To oh yeah, beat the Eagles because I think the Eagles are probably the best or second. But look, team if the they win the division, and they're hosting a playoff game, right? Mm-hmm. Assuming like Dallas doesn't go 15 and two, and, yeah. and like the Eagles are like you know 13 and four, something yeah. crazy. Like I would expect them to win that game. I would. You're at home. Yeah, I would. That too. place is going to be ridiculous, it, dude. If the Lions host a playoff game, mm-hmm. we may need to go to that. I'm just throwing that out there. I mean, that, that's going to be a lot of money because we got SummerSlam coming up pretty soon. But <laughs> we may have to. Yeah. I'm just saying. And I'm going to come in with all my swag and it's our champs, everything: t-shirt, hat, oh, scarf, God. mask, whatever we got. I'll buy it all. Anyway, let's shift focus. So let's kind of go broad here with some of the bigger deals in free agency. Um, I love NFL free agency. It's so fun. It's just like a constant, just like blah, right in your face. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess the first one to mention, technically, Derek Carr goes to the Saints for a bunch of money. Um, some of the other bigger contracts, Mike McGlinchey going to Denver, former tackle from the San Francisco 49ers on a five-year, $87.5 million deal. Oh, boy. Um, Javon Hargrave going from Philadelphia to San Francisco. This is the one move where I went, how the hell do the rich get richer? That D-line... Is insane. It's unbelievable. Insane to me. That defense is unbelievable. Oh my gosh. I mean, they're not going to win now because Emmanuel Mosley plays for the Lions. So, like, that's how we know. <laughs> yeah. I know. They only have the best. They probably have like three of the top five defensive linemen and Fred Ward are out there. But, you know. <laughs> Andrew Greenlaw is really good too. Yeah, I know. Like Bosa and him. And they God. did lose Jimmy Ward, though, to the Texans. Sure. All right. He's not even in the top five of their defense. I know. So I that's know, crazy. I know. Jawan Taylor going from Jacksonville to Kansas City. That's yeah. a huge one. Um, Kansas City lost both their tackles. Four-year, $80 million. Yeah, we'll, get, we'll get there. I, I know. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo going from San Francisco to Vegas. What in the world are the Raiders doing? Not anything right. And this isn't going to be on our list because it's not free agency technically, but the Raiders also traded away Darren Waller to the New York Giants for a third-round pick. If this does not tell you that the tight end position is slowly being phased out for just a bigger, bulkier wide receiver who calls himself a tight end, I don't know what is. Darren Waller's a top-five tight end, and he got traded for a third-round pick. Lions got more for Hawkinson, who has done not nearly what Waller has. If you don't have Travis Kelsey or uh, Mark Andrews, yeah. And I'm going to throw Kyle Pitts in there, maybe. And, and Kittle. Oh, yeah. Say thank you. Yes, Kittle. And Kittle, you ain't worth a damn thing. You ain't worth a damn thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, also, I don't know why the, the Falcons traded for John R. Smith, but another thing. Sure. They need a second tight end. Yeah, apparently. They need two um, receiving tight ends. Yeah. <laughs> Smith, Both of which don't block, but yeah. it's fine. Nope. Um, 
So Garoppolo's going on a three-year, $72.75 million contract. Yeah, see, Not all, all th- that is... This one yeah, I got 0% of because, yeah. one... You're just not in the position to go against Kansas City and really the Chargers, but I'll yeah. just say Kansas City because it's Kansas City. Yeah. Um, I think they should enter in a slow, like a slow burn rebuild for a couple years. Yeah. And try to be like, maybe we can be like, we can start getting to like Lion Seattle mm-hmm. spot. Yeah. When Kansas, when like Mahomes is like 33, and maybe we have more of a shot to beat him. Yeah. In like no, five, I, four I, or five years. You're, you're battling prime Mahomes with Jimmy Garoppolo. Here's right now. the problem: you traded for Devontae Adams, right? Thinking you were going to make this run, and I go, you do realize you're in the you're in the same division as at least two top six quarterbacks in the AFC, right? Mm-hmm. Like, where where are you going to go with this? You know what I mean? Like, I've never yeah, in I the don't, division, not even the conference, yeah, it's right? The division. In division, and so you go, man. The Chargers are only going to get better. You would assume, yes, right. Uh, the Chiefs are the best team in the league. They're and not if, slowing down. And if Russell Wilson pulls his head out of his ass, they're yeah. actually not a bad yeah, team. Now they have Sean Chief. Payton, so they probably have probably the se- – I don't know. I can't say Sean Payton's a better coach than Andy Reid, but second, second best, best coach, coach and- probably a top four coach in the conference. Mm-hmm. Him, Harbaugh, Reid, those are probably the top three. And then Belichick. Oh, yeah, Belichick, yeah. Um, so, like, you look at it and you go, and Mike Tomlin. Jeez, there's a lot of good AFC coaches. AFC's just so good. Yeah, it really is. Um, but – like, you look at it and you go, man, I just don't understand what the hell they're doing. And I honestly think, and you're looking at the contract, I'll, I'm, I'm going to look at Garoppolo's deal real fast here. It's probably going to break my computer, but it's fine. They have a one-year out, right, where he's here today. Next year, he's got an 18.75 dead cap, hit, right? But they technically do have an out after one year. So they really could still draft a quarterback, whether that's trade up, whether that's stay at seven and take whatever one falls to them. Um they, they still have that option, but it just seems like they're kind of like trying to win, but also not, but they don't have the pieces to win because their defense is garbage. Yeah, you know? I, I think the Raiders, if anything, earn the Drake May uh, sweepstakes. Maybe, and they could be. And I say Drake May because... But um, I don't think they're going to be bad enough you don't to be... See, no, here's the thing. Here's why, though, right? Because I don't think that they're going to be... Two and fifteen. All right, want to run through the schedule? Okay, fine. We'll do. We'll do that. While he's doing that, well, I'm going to talk about some of these other ones. Um, Tremaine Edmonds goes to the Chicago Bears from Buffalo. Four years, seventy-two million dollars. Yeah, that's a lot of money. Um, that is a Chicago lot of money. really went aggressive in free agency, um, but I don't necessarily know how much better they've gotten mm-hmm. either. Um, I just, you know, that's just me personally. I know people are really excited about the DJ Moore thing, and I think that's probably their, been their biggest acquisition still to this day, um, along with the draft picks. Um, okay, I have it whenever you're Okay, yep. Okay, so obviously we don't have the order of these yeah, games yeah, yeah, that we yeah. play. Yeah. All right, so they're... Well, we can already go 0-2 because we're losing to Kansas City both times. Okay, yeah, we'll get there. So, <laughs> oh, just keep track. Okay. All right, so want to start with the home teams or the away teams? Home teams first. Okay. They play Denver at home. I'm going to say they can win that game. Okay. I'm going to say they win that game. Chiefs. Loss. Chargers. Loss. Patriots. Win. Jets. With Aaron Rodgers. Question mark. Going to say a loss for now. (laughs) Vikings. Win. They're at home. Okay. Steelers. Win. Giants. Going to say loss for now. Okay. Now, that was home games. Okay, so they're four wins. They're four and five at home. Oh, boy. So now we're going to the road. Okay. Chicago. 
I'm going to say they win that game, depending depending on the month. If it's early in the year, that's I think they can win. If it's late, I don't know. And they're bad, yes. Yeah, I'm going to say they win that All game right, for now. Denver on the road. No, they lose that game. Lions on the road. No, they lose that. Kansas City. <laughs> that's a loss. Chargers. That's a loss. Miami. <laughs> that's a loss. Buffalo. Uh, that's a loss. And then the Colts. That's, that's probably a win. win. So you're looking at six wins? Five. I'm at five. Five? <laughs> Oh, no, I'm at six. I forgot my thumb. Oh, yeah. But here's the thing, though. Is six and 11? Is that, I mean. It might be. And now here's the thing. Okay, say so you're in the top five, though, at six and 11. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's not good. Like, you could trade up for maybe Drake Bay, I guess. But, I mean, maybe you're not number two overall. Yeah. Who knows? But here's the thing is a lot of the, like, the Texans, even if they're in the top five again, yeah. they're not going to be drafting a quarterback because they're drafting one this year. Right. A lot of a lot of quarterback needy teams are, are drafting draft a quarterback one. this year. Yeah. So, like, the Colts probably won't be looking at a quarterback. The yeah. When the Lions trade down from six and go to nine and some, or go to ten and then get a first-round pick and they bundle up to go get Drake May. And then, the Lions? Yeah, because oh, they're going to be like, I don't want to pay. Really happy, I don't want to pay. I um, but yeah, no, I, I don't think the Raiders are going to be very good. I think no. they could be in the Drake May sweepstakes come next year. Um, especially because Grapple will probably get hurt at one point. Let's be real. Well, that's the thing, too. There's a lot of that, right? Like, I don't know what Minnesota's going to look like. Chicago could be bad. We could fall apart very easily. I'm, yeah. I'm not I'm not so naive to think yeah. the Lions could easily start out. I just out think the Raiders' defense is so bad. Yeah, they're not good. Doesn't help, so. Yeah, they're not good for sure. All right, let's keep going. We've got Tremaine Edmonds, like, like I said, to Chicago on a huge contract. The Lions are not paying that. Sorry, fans. Um, Orlando Brown, that's a big one for Cincinnati. Four oh. years, $64 million. Man, talk about a team. But here's the thing now. Jonah Williams, their actual left tackle, is like, I don't want to be here anymore. I know. And I was like, Joe Burrow's like, can I get just more than one good offensive lineman at a time, please? Can that can that work, please? Yeah, I was like, can you just put him at right tackle? Go ahead, please. Well, he doesn't. Yeah, well, yeah. Orlando Brown doesn't want to be right tackle. That's why he didn't want to stay in Kansas no, City. No, I meant the other. Yeah, I know. Yeah, Jonah Williams is like, I'm a left tackle, damn it. Um, Jesse Bates going from Cincinnati to Atlanta. I guess he's clearly done winning. Um <laughs> <laughs> just saying. Um, you finally got – you're in Cincinnati, and they're terrible. They finally start winning, and you're like, you know what? Now's the time for me to go to Atlanta. Uh, who's your quarterback? Don't know. Don't care. We're not winning games. Um, Delvin Tomlinson, that's a huge loss for Minnesota going to Cleveland. Uh, Jamel Dean, another guy I think that a lot of people wanted the Lions to be looking at. Four years, $52 million. I'm going to take Cam Sutton on that contract mm-hmm. compared to Jamel D1. Sorry, it's just, that's just me. Uh, Draymond Jones going from Denver to Seattle. Yes. Your guys. Um, big, big boy contract there. Yeah, that's a big boy contract. They have an out, though, right? Um, Seattle needed some interior pass rush. I think this is a yeah, great Yeah, let me tell you that they can't stop the run to save their life. So yeah, it's a big, I don't a big get, one. Dude, they could have spent a guy for $50 million <laughs> as long as they can stop the run because it's terrible over there. Ben Powers also going to Denver. Um, oh, my God. Dude, they signed every lineman and their mom. Well, they're because they're like, man, we really need to help Russell Wilson. It's not going to help the fact that they're going to try to trade all his receivers away for whatever reason. Oh, he's going to have 45 minutes to throw the ball just to throw to no one. Yeah. But it's cool. Uh, this was the one that I was really shocked by. Zach Allen from Arizona, Denver, three years, 47 and 47 million. To Denver, yeah, I was like, man, Denver's really like that's a big deal for Denver signing a lot of people to a lot of money. Yeah, I mean, technically like, they have a two year out at two years, thirty two and a half, but still, that's Den- a lot of Denver's money. Denver's feeling very. Um, oh, they're feeling it right now. They're feeling it. They're we like, we got our guy. Yep, they, we got our quarterback. He's yep. on a big money deal. We really only have probably a couple years left of Russell Wilson before he mm-hmm. like. Yeah, I don't want to say anything mean to Russell Wilson because I like him, but it's not good. Not good. No, it's not good. Um. 
some other ones here real fast. Uh, Alan Lazard going to the Jets, four years, Jets. 44. That's a big one. Yeah, it's a big one. It really helps yeah. out because now I think they have a full receiving room with Garrett well, Wilson. And, uh, that's the thing, Douglas. right? Yeah, well, I mean, depending on who you believe, right? Does Russell or does Aaron Rodgers actually want Randall Cobb and old ass? Well, he, they, yeah, he I mean, probably yeah. does, but. Um, yeah. Uh, Bobby Okarike going from Indy to the Giants for four for 40. That was a big one. And then James Bradbury going to Philadelphia, three for 38. So they also re-signed Slay. They also re-signed Slay for a bunch of money as well. Yeah, so they got they never officially there. cut him, which I thought was interesting. No, yeah, he was like kind of let go, kind of re-signed. Some other time. highlights, Juju Smith-Schuster going three Patriots. for 25 to the Patriots. Uh-huh. Um, I was like, okay, I guess. Um, Miles Sanders, four for 25 to Carolina. I, that was one of those right where because mm, they let Dante Foreman go to the Chicago, which I thought was a good sign for Chicago. Yeah. And now you're bringing in Miles Sanders, who has hurt a lot. I didn't really think that was the, the best move in the world. Um, Matt Gay got paid. Kicker love here, 22 and a half uh, from Indy. Uh-huh. Um, Juan Thornhill, I thought, got a good, nice deal going from Kansas City to Cleveland for three years, 21. Um, anybody else that you kind of want to hit on that I missed? Uh, the Chargers signed, I think, a linebacker. I can look this up real look fast. Up, look up the Chargers day, anyway. Okay, let's I'm pretty see. sure they signed a linebacker. I was like, oh, that's pretty good. Oh, they signed Eric Kendricks. The yes, Vikings Eric Kendricks. Yes, Eric Kendricks. Yes, correct. Yes. Yep. They signed They signed a couple guys. So they signed um, Trey Pipkins, a tackle for yes, 321. Eric good. Kendricks, Morgan Fox, a defensive end. Uh, I think. Oh, yeah. D-tackle, yeah. D-tackle, and uh, Donald Parham. That was a big one for them, too. Got a super cheap deal. Uh, two yeah, for Morgan 2. Fox 6. is important because they, they do the Cleo mm-hmm. Joey. As outside linebackers, so they do right. the three four thing. Right. So he's like a defensive end tackle. Correct. Then, yep. Yep. So you know, man, Vegas has signed a lot of people, but nobody that I'd really love. Um, yeah. I would say the last big one I can think of. Yeah. And I guess these are just teams. Or two. I got two. Yeah. That we could do. Yep. Uh, Tampa Bay. Yep. Signing Baker Mayfield. I think it's thank you. I knew I was missing something. Yeah, so that's interesting, right? Gonna get a chance to start potentially compete with Kyle Trask, right? It's not a huge contract, right? One for you know, one for almost nothing, right? It was like seven or eight, yeah, so like eight million dollars. Um, brought back, uh, we're able to sign Greg Gaines. I thought was actually another big signing for them as well. Levante David coming back on a seven year deal. Um, yeah, I, I mean, that's interesting for sure. Um, the other one, I guess, that uh, there's two things, right? And we talked about this a little bit last week, the Lamar Jackson stuff, right? Um, and what's going to happen there. The other thing, though, is so we got confirmation from Aaron Rodgers that he wants to be a New York Jet, J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Um, yes, he does. I mean, A, number one, let's dance in the streets. He's gone, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Um for you, though, what I don't even want to ask you, like, your thought, because we kind of all assumed, right, that this is what was going to happen. But the get confirmation is nice. What the hell do you think Green Bay is legitimately asking for in this conversation? There's no way they can be asking for a first round pick, right? There's no way they can be basing this off the Matt Stafford deal when they're, it's two completely different situations. There's no way. Yeah, I would imagine they're asking for a first plus, like, a some second day, maybe third day stuff, maybe. Um, on a guy who's basically year to year, who almost retired this year. Yeah. If I'm the Jets, I'm like, listen, we're willing to take this guy on. Yep. We want him here. Nobody else does because nobody wants $60 million on oh, their cap. Oh, my God. Yeah. And you, 
There's no way. There's no way they're going to get a first round. And pick I think for so. That. I think that's the problem that they both run into here. Yeah. Is I think the Packers are like, oh, we want this first and a fourth, yeah. third, or whatever. And the Jets are like, no. Can we just back up and see what he's really worth here? Right. And I think that's where the standstill if is. If he was one year into that back to back MVP, you could have made maybe made the argument. Look, he's playing. He's never played better. Yeah. But he comes off a year where they went eight and nine. Mm-hmm. Our offense was abysmal. He played like shit. And his contract has never been worse. And now you're going to go, yeah, they went eight and nine. Yeah. Um, but then, and then you go in and you go, okay, we think we can bring him back, right? Got Nathaniel Hackett here, right? Which is just happened more of a coincidence than anything. But you traded Favre for like a fourth rounder mm-hmm. that could have been a second if they went to like the NASC title game or something crazy. Yeah. You mean to tell me you're going to get 40-year-old Aaron Rodgers, 39-year-old Aaron Rodgers yeah. to the Jets for a first? It's just not the same. It's yeah, really not. and I think I think the 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 one difference kind of yeah. is I think the Packers think they have leverage in the in the aspect of since since the Jets know that Aaron Rodgers definitely does not want to play for the Packers and the right. Packers don't want it back. It's basically like, listen, we're either going to get a deal with you, Jets, or he's retiring. Yeah, and well, the, here's and, the thing: he's not going to retire though. Yeah, I think he, I think he would just sit out. And, and he'd he, probably just sit out with the Packers and, and that probably suck well, more that's, for him. Well, what's but. crazy is that the Jets are like, because you can see both sides, because the Jets are like, you have $60 million right now mm-hmm. sitting there that you're going to have to pay yeah. if you don't trade him to us. Well, they've already started restructuring and getting everything ready to go. And yet the Packers are like, well, we want this. And the Jets are like, look, dude, we still have Zach Wilson on the roster. Mm-hmm. We technically could start him and... Try. <laughs> Listen, they could they could get like a Teddy Bridgewater tomorrow. Yeah, and like absolutely. Have a placeholder guy there yep. and next year work out absolutely. something if that didn't work out. Right. They absolutely can sign a guy. They can bring Flacco back to be the backup. They have plenty of options if you're the Jets. There's no way. I know people are like, I think the Packers have more leverage in this. I go, I don't really know if you do because you've allowed Aaron to come out say, yes, I want to go play for the Jets. And now it's on you to hopefully try to find the best asset, knowing full well he doesn't want to play for you anymore. You don't want him back, and there's one team that wants him mm-hmm. because nobody else wants to take on that contract, let alone thinks that they're ready to win now with a guy who's basically a flight risk. Yeah, and a guy we didn't even think of or talk of yet yeah. that the Jets could easily just turn around and go, hey, hello, yeah. Bolt, or uh, Lamar Jackson. Yeah, they could easily, you know what? Screw it. I've already cleared $60 million in cap. I'm going to give $50 million to Lamar and be done with it. Yeah. And, and hope just, to God that Baltimore doesn't try to – Try match to match. It, yeah. And, we, and, I and still if they got, match it, then we go to our and, third And then we've point, got they, Zach Wilson, or yeah. we've got Bridgewater, or I've got Flacco, or I've got whatever draft for, a guy. I don't care. You know, Trevor Simeon can come back. Whatever the hell you need to do. The point is, is that I just don't see how the Packers can be honestly looking at this and go, hey, we're going to get a whole bunch for this guy. Yeah. At this point, they should be looking at offsetting the salary and saying, here you go. I'll take a third and be done with it. But that's just me. I don't, yeah. I don't get it. I don't get it. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it on free agency. Anything else? Oh, Zeke Kelly got cut too, by the way. Zeke Kelly got cut. Uh, Julian Love, the Giants guy, is a Seahawk. Yep. Just bring up my Seahawks. <laughs> They're actually making moves, so it's something I can talk about. It's crazy. Yeah. They never they never do anything. So Yeah, that's pretty Yeah, they brought Jaron Reed back. Yeah, Jaron right? Reed. Yep. And, uh, Drew Locke is back, your favorite player. Yeah, my favorite uh, Denver Bronco <laughs> out there. And uh, they... They signed Evan Brown, we already talked about. Yep, but Evan Brown's coming back. He's going to be their starting center. Uh, probably center or yeah, guard. No, if I, they, he would be center for you guys. He's yeah. gonna. He's a better well, he's center, a center than his guard. I guess it's it's one of those, like, if they draft 
a center, then he yeah. can play guard. But the, yeah. the plan is center, yeah. unless other noted. I'm surprised he didn't get more, honestly. I am too. Um, I thought he was going to get a lot more. Yes, I agree. Yeah, that was definitely kind of so where I was at with the whole thing. Is, uh, that's the end of my free agency rants. Yeah, and I guess Jacoby Myers is going to Vegas from New England because they signed Juju. So, yeah. same exact deal, basically. So Yeah, literally the exact same deal almost. <laughs> it's, it's like copy and pasted. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's going to be it for free agency right now. Obviously, you know, ne- next week and we've got, you know, post draft free agency where some stuff happens, right? Where's Odell Beckham going to play next year? We got some stuff still to cover, but we just don't have the answers yeah. to that stuff. And yet. next week we got a lot of wrestling. So yeah. if, uh, it's going to be basically, oh, Rogers got traded and then wrestling <laughs> for like five hours. So it's going to be fun. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah WrestleMania's on the way. All right. Let's shift focus here a little bit. Let's go to our favorite topic of the year of the day, of every week for the next six months, basically, it feels like at least, only for the next, like, six weeks. But you know what time it is. Yeah, you know what that means. It's the Merc Zone <laughs> Mock Draft Do we know what corner. it means? Oh, they know what it means, okay? We're multiple weeks into the sound effects, okay? It's okay. happening. Um, all right, Mike. So hopefully, right, we've got a little bit of clarity from free agency, right? That's where some of these mock drafts are going to start to hopefully kind of narrow in a little bit on some potential options just for all of them to be wrong. But, you know, we do it anyway. Um, do we have one that we were able to find kind of post free agency the last well, week or so? Do you, do you want a seven rounder or a one rounder? Let's just do one today. All that's right. that's well, fine. Well, then you get one that's from one day ago. All right, cool. Seven rounds. I mean, after round two, people don't know what the hell we're talking about anyway. Yeah. So NFL Mock Draft 2023 made March 18th at 10.31 a.m. So okay. Yesterday morning. Who is this by? This is by Kyle Stackpole of CBS. Okay, Sports CBS Talk. Sports. Okay. Stackpole. I was just going to give you a name, and that's it. And then <laughs> you kind of gave me a weird look. So I was like, I I'm like, who the hell is that? Well, because if anybody's listening, they're like, okay. All right. Um, as I look through the first couple here, yep, doesn't look like trades. No trades. Okay. Could there be a trade? Sure. I mean, let me ask you this on a probability. Give me a percentage. The odds that somebody trades with Arizona and the first four picks are quarterbacks. I think it's like 35%. Okay. I think it could think- happen. I don't think it will happen. Okay. Do you though. think anybody trades up with Arizona to not take a quarterback? A la your Detroit Lions. Detroit Lions. Yeah. Uh, also, probably not no. like 35%, okay. but could happen. Just, just, just asking, yeah. right? Because those are both options on the table. Lions definitely have the draft capital if they wanted to move up, yeah. right? Um, and I don't think they'd have to give up 18 to do it. So there's that. All right. So we start with the CBS draft with the number one overall pick, the Carolina, Carolina, Carolina Panthers. Panthers. Your Carolina Panthers. Um, so I'm assuming they're going to take Stroud. Uh, they take Bryce Young. Okay. Well, I mean, who do you think they honestly favor? I think they like C.J. Stroud more. I think they do, too. He is the betting favorite, and he's, yeah. like, all I mean, around Well, he's, he's a bigger cat, right? You know, um, I, I don't think – I think they're going to want to get a guy who's a little more durable as well because that Colts offensive line is booty butthole. Mm-hmm. So I just don't know if putting a 5'10", 112-pound quarterback behind him – behind there is going to be necessarily the best option in the world. Stroud's a little bit bigger, a little thicker. Probably, I wouldn't say, I mean, I, he's a pretty good athlete, right? I wouldn't say he's a bad athlete. I think that's probably the where they go. All right, number two, Ohio State. 
take CJ Stroud down yeah, because because Bryce Strong's I almost ruined it, but yeah. I knew we were getting there. So. Yeah, yeah. Two with CJ Stroud. Three. Uh, Arizona takes Will Anderson. You would be correct. Boo. Boo. We boo. all say boo. Boo. <laughs> Number four, Indianapolis just pencils in. <laughs> I'm gonna say. Um, I'm gonna say they take Levis. They do take Levis. Yeah. This is why I've been saying. Yeah. Like everyone take for the Colts is yeah. Levis. Yeah, I don't because here's the thing. They don't want to take a guy who they have to reteach how to play quarterback. Yes. They want a guy who I mean, because like Levis is a quarterback, right? Like it's what he does. Got an arm, all that good stuff. They're gonna put a guy out there, they're gonna hand the ball 35 million times, and they're gonna hope to address some things. Yep. Number five, my CLC Hawks pick. Tyree Wilson. You'd be correct. Tyree yeah. Wilson will be the fifth overall pick here. Yeah. So then the Lions come up. So you know the top five taken. Yeah. Who will be six for the Lions? I'm going to say it's Jalen Carter. Yeah, I'm going to go with that. Okay. I thought you were going to add more <laughs> I, to I that. was, but I was like, I'll wait. It is Jalen Carter Okay. six. So, all right. So now we got the pro day mm-hmm. information out there as well, where he basically had an asthmatic episode out there after, <laughs> after doing some stuff. Does that scare you at all? Absolutely. That he gained nine pounds in two weeks. So basically he just ate nothing but butter intravenously through his veins for two weeks and then went out and cramped. You know, I'm not gonna say necessarily that he was winded because of that, or if he just cramped because I don't know. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna mm-hmm. crucify this kid because he had a bad day. However, the nine pounds in two weeks, you know the legal stuff's kind of already behind him, right? Mm-hmm. We can kind of put that off to the side a little bit. Um but you know when your pro day is, and you say, okay, I didn't get to participate in the combine, so you're going to go out to the pro day, and you're going to kill it, right? And you don't. Yeah, see, that is where, oh. that's where my flip side, so we had that debate. You had to be in shape one day of your life, and it was that day. Yeah, like, we, we had that thing, like, two or three weeks ago, where yeah. we were like, you were like, ah, oh, Bryce, you want to throw? I was like, well, he'll throw his pro day, it'll be fine. Yeah. Like, there are guys who don't do the combine stuff, but will do their pro day. Yeah. Especially when you don't do the combine stuff, right. you have to be ready for your pro day. Yeah. And you're not ready for your pro day. That's why I'm kind of nervous about Devon Litherspoon. Yeah. He's been hurt, and he didn't do the Illinois one, so he's going to do his own private workout. And I'm like, mm, it's taking you a minute to come yeah. back. That's not I a great sign. A yeah. Um, so that's a big warning sign for you then. Because to me, that's hard. Because it's not even necessarily that he was nine pounds overweight. or, or I, I, I'm not even going to say overweight. That's not a fair assessment because I don't know what his playing weight really is. Right? So that's not fair. Everybody gets leaned up for the combine because – they want to be in the best physical shape because you want to do the best, you know, testing, right? Um, but at the same time, it's just another thing to be thrown into the equation, right? I think it's more about your readiness, your preparedness, how serious are you taking this, right? Um, it's hard for me to imagine that he's a Dan Campbell guy. I mean, are you still taking him at six? Uh Probably. I am too. That's the same part. But it's a a tough ass. That is sketchy. You're in a bad spot, let me tell you. It feels Nick Fairley-esque. Yes, it does. And And you still took Nick Fairley at 13. Now, that at that time was kind of like a supreme value. Here's what I don't want. I don't want the Lions to feel like they are in a spot where like, well, we feel pretty good. Maybe we can just go and take the next guy. If you have the grade on him, as your top pick, as the guy who was like, okay, it, maybe you had Will Anderson one. Say you even had Tyree Wilson two, but Carter's three and he's available and he is your highest rated prospect. You have to stay true to the board. Mm-hmm. You have to because you know what's going to happen? Okay, he doesn't go there, but you know where he goes? Hmm. Nine to Chicago. 
and he ruins your fucking life for the next 10 years. Yeah. And he makes you look like a moron because you are too high and mighty. Like, I want us to be the Cincinnati Bengals, and you just take the guy like the Vontez Perfect of the world, who you know he's got some problems, but he's going to be an all-pro. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I, that's kind of where I'm at right now. You're, yeah. you're in a position where you're the favorites to win the NFC North for the first time ever. Go win the damn thing. So, yeah, I'm okay with that. All right, next. Seven, Raiders. Take Anthony Richardson? Yes. Okay. I don't know. See, that's a perfect spot for them to go, though, is that you've got Garoppolo for the year, right? You have a potential out. Maybe he needs to sit two years, Richardson does, right? Keep him, keep Garoppolo next year. The year after that, he's only got a $6 million dead cap hit. Lots of options for Vegas where you can then maybe, you know, build around the kid, even though you have Devontae Adams now. It feels like you'd want to have that kid be able to throw to that dude forever, but I don't know. No. Number eight, the Atlanta Falcons. Ugh, I don't know. Um, Christian Gonzalez? I don't fucking know. You're correct. Am I right? Yeah, I have Christian no idea. Gonzalez. I think Christian Gonzalez is the number one corner on a lot of people's boards. I would agree with that. I think that's what kind of happened there. So, uh, And then I'll just I'll run yeah, through yeah. these until Some we highlights. hit to our pick yep. here. So, number nine, Chicago picks Jackson Smith and Jigbutt. Number nine. Hmm, that's interesting. Number 10, Philadelphia Eagles take Miles Murphy, defense lineman out of Clemson. Number 11, Tennessee Titans take Paris Johnson, Jr., offense tackle out of Ohio State. Yeah. Houston at number 12 takes Devin Witherspoon, cornerback out of uh, Illinois. 13. No wide receiver for Houston in this one. That's interesting. Okay. 13, so this one does have one trade. It okay. says the mock Aaron Rodgers trade. Okay. And so they're projecting that the Jets are going to get it's a first happening. round pick. It's but, not happening. Yeah. But, so 13, Green Bay would then get Peter Skronsky, Northwestern offensive tackle. 14, the Patriots get Broderick Jones, offensive tackle out of Georgia. So then 15, Green Bay's pick yeah. would be Brian Branch, safety out of Alabama. Okay. Six, that would be awful, by the way, for Lions fans if Green Bay got both those guys. I'm just throwing out there. Yep. Um, they're six, not getting a first. I'm telling you right. There's no way they get a first round pick. The I, Jets are yeah. not going to budge. They've done too much good work. I'm actually surprised they're even trading for Rodgers. Yeah. I just, I think it's weird. Uh, 16, Washington will get Joey Porter Jr., cornerback out of Penn State. 17. He's so going to be a Pittsburgh Steeler, by the way. Who, Joey Porter? Yeah. Yeah. And then 17, the Pittsburgh Steelers get Darnell Wright, offensive tackle out of Tennessee. Yeah, no. If, if Joey Porter's there at 17, just put him in the Steelers. It's yeah. going to happen. There's no way. Like, yeah. it's just every sign so of the So, we sit here at number 18, and I think this is a slightly interesting pick that we If they take with. a other well, and running back, I'm going to No, they don't take a Okay, good. Okay, so let's see. You know everyone who's off the board. Yeah. You know who's everyone's available. Where do they go? Um, I think they could go Osiris Torrance, the guard out of Florida. Um, I would not be upset. I mean, because here's the thing: they don't. We still don't know what they're going to do with Vitae. Does Vitae mm-hmm. stay? Do they cut him? Does Glasgow step in? They have this kid, um, so they don't have to rush that kid into action right away, or they just start the kid, but they have Glasgow, and you save six million bucks by cutting Vitae. Lots of kind of options there, right? Um, so I think they could go there. I think they could go corner mm-hmm. here as well. Um, that kid out of Maryland apparently tested out of his mind. So there's there's that kid as well as like Cam Smith. I think Keely Ringo is probably going to go round two. Um, I mean, maybe a did the D tackle out of Pittsburgh. Um, Cansey, Chansey, I think is his name or something like that. I'm going to say him. I'm going to say the defense tackle out of Pittsburgh. Okay. All right. You would be wrong. Damn it. Was I on the track at all at any point in that entire rambling? No, you were not. Damn it. Okay, great. So they're going to take what? Are they going to take a quarterback or something stupid? No, they're going to take a wide receiver, aren't they? They're going to take Quentin Johnson. Yeah. No, they take Quentin Johnson. <laughs> I saw it in your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, here's the thing. 
This is assuming they don't sign Chark. Yes. I'm okay with it. I am too. Perfectly fine. You're I, telling me you have Quentin Johnson, Jameson Williams, and Alvin Ross St. Brown? Yeah. And then Josh Reynolds slash Khalif Raymond. As Khalif Raymond, by the way, second in receiving guards on the team last year. Yeah. Just throwing that out there. I, I um, think that's a really good. Yeah. That's all. value all day long. Yes. Yeah. I wouldn't be mad at that in the slightest. Um, yeah. I'm just, I'm kind of so focused in off, uh, like defensively for them. Um, but I think it's just going to come down to they've done everything in their power where they don't have to reach for anybody. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so they've set themselves up really, really nicely. Having two first-round picks, having the option potentially to land a Will Anderson, like in all probability, right? Like you have an actual chance to do that. Or even Jalen Carter or Tyree Wilson. I mean, maybe that's their number one guy. Who knows? But they just, they, they're going to have some options here, you know? And do you take corner off the board for them at six? Um, like if they can't move and they, and they, and let's just say Will Anderson kind of, yes. Yeah. Uh, cause there's I, an argument to be made by leaning into that, right? Say, Hey, maybe we get Christian Gonzalez too. He doesn't have to like play big, big snaps for us, but mm-hmm. he's a guy ready to go steps in with multi leaves next year. Yeah. And Okuda not going to get his fifth year option picked up. Yeah. No, I, I would much rather not take a corner at six with all yeah. the acquisitions that you did at, at corner, yeah. but I'd, I'd give it like a five percenter. Okay, all right. Just like, I'd really not do it unless he is so far and above every other grade that you have on anyone else available. Mm-hmm. Right. Like if you were like out of a hundred, if he was like okay, Christian Gonzalez at ninety nine, and like the next best guy at that spot's like, yeah, eighties. Yeah, and it's like he is just so much better than everyone else. Right. Then I guess. Yeah. But I don't think that'd be the case. I think like Wilson yeah. or other guys mm-hmm. are. Yeah. At least high on that. I am fascinated with what they're going to do if they can't move at six. Mm-hmm. Just based on and how the board falls. Move. I don't think they will move at six. So. Like I said, yeah. I, I'm honestly, I would be more in favor, honestly, if they traded up to three and just get your dude. Yeah. I could say that in a heartbeat. All right. Let's shift focus here a little bit. Uh, another great mock draft corner as always, Mike. You're the best. Um, all right. Let's shift focus, though. We got some March Madness talk to talk about. Obviously, we had a quick hitter this week where we nailed 100% of our picks. 100% wrong. 100%. 100% accurate. How dare you? How dare you? We definitely just wrote off Princeton. Yeah, pretty hard. Yeah. <laughs> like, pretty hard. Like, we didn't even talk about it. RB. Like, we just went Arizona. Yeah, RB. And it was tough. Yeah. And we also. Wrote off Purdue, so that was also a... Well, I mean, come on. I mean, we had we had, we had had everything on our side for that one, except for that Purdue was garbage, so it's fine. Um, but let's talk about that, right? Does this year feel different than others where not just the 116 thing, right? Even the 215, fine. The fact that it really feels like there's not one team where you can go, oh, I can definitely put my money behind them. I would like to say so. Yeah. But then we get into the talk of every year in week mm-hmm. one of the NFL. We go, what Holy is happening? There's, there's so yeah. many upsets. Right. And yeah. it's like. Jacksonville beat the Colts, and then they don't want to invest the game yeah. the rest the, of the year. The Texans like, <laughs> blow out the Cowboys. Bears start out 2-0. and Yeah, Bears start 2-0. and And yeah. like, all this stuff happens the first two or three weeks of the NFL. We go, yeah. this might be the craziest season. And then it can't say just like yeah. takes over and just does their <laughs> thing and wins. And it's like back to regular like we talk about every year that's like oh my god this 15 seed upset how could this <laughs> except it happens like every year now so like i don't think it's necessarily that crazy of a okay. of a bracket i mean is it crazy yet but i think it's also crazy every year like last year we had oral roberts right. make it like the elite eight or something right. it's like teams like that happen like mm-hmm. princeton might make it to the elite eight yeah. and you're like yeah it just happened it happens like yeah right. so i don't think it's 
much more crazy than yeah. any other season. Do you have a team right now that you're looking at? Obviously, we know we have games playing literally right now, but like, um, is there a team where like you're like, okay, maybe they're still they would be my betting favorite going in? Is it Houston? Is it Bama? Like, I thought Houston played really well yesterday, but they were really helped with Auburn not being able to make a free throw, so that really helped. Like egregiously bad, like, yeah. holy shit One other bad. dude shot, like, 5 or 17 on the free throw line, and I went, <laughs> why don't you just, every time we walked down the court, just follow that guy. Yeah, exactly. It's really yeah. bad. Hack-a-shack. Yeah, literally. Um, um, so I, in my, like, my personal yeah, yeah. bracket, yeah, yeah. I picked Gonzaga to win it all. Okay. And I'm still, I'm at the point where I'm leaning UCLA and Gonzaga, if Gonzaga wins Sunday, yeah. so yesterday when you're yeah. hearing this, uh, they're going to play in the Sweet 16 round, I think it is. Yeah, Sweet 16 round. I think the winner of that game wins the whole day probably game. wins the whole thing. Damn. All right. There we go. I, I'm leaning Gonzaga just because of the experience. Like, they have Drew Timmy, who's been there for, like, nine years now, <laughs> and they just have a whole bunch of talent there. But yeah. if UCLA wins, like, Kansas already lost on their side. Yeah. So the best team they play is, like, UConn. Yep. And then two number ones down already, which is kind of yeah. Crazy. And then their final four, if their one seed on their side gets there, is Houston. Houston's missing their best player. And then the championship game, I mean, if Brandon Miller's hurt for any extent of time, mm-hmm. we don't like who knows if they're actually going to make a run against right. good teams. If Brandon Miller's not there, um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty wide open. I, I'm kind of leaning in Zaga. If I don't see a Princeton versus name the team that beat Purdue. In the final four, I'm going to be upset. Yeah, you're getting FAU and that team beat Purdue, <laughs> there so you go. Yeah. that's fun. <laughs> yeah. Who's excited for that one? Uh, isn't that isn't that funny though? How you want those sixteen to win, right? Mm-hmm. No, outside of the team that's like favorited, right? Like yeah. if it's your team, yeah. If it's like Michigan was a one seed, yeah. you never want. Those yeah, you, no, you to win. no, no, you never want to, right? So like outside of that, but then you get to the next round, and then especially because there's another upset, right? With FAU kind of pulling it off, right? Where you go. All right, well. Yeah, there's only so far you want the Cinderella to go. Yeah, because then you're like, man, this like, is like, you, I don't want to blow out in the Final Four. Yeah, listen, you don't want a Final Four like the year Michigan played Loyola. Like, no offense. Yeah, that sucked. It's just like, it's just not fun. Yeah. I know everyone. Especially because they went and got railed by Villanova. <laughs> yeah, but I am I am in, I have, I have been and will yeah. always be in camp of fun games yeah. over blowouts if it's my team. A thousand percent. So, like. I would prefer Michigan to play like a Duke in the yeah, Final let's, Four. Yeah, let's not throw Michigan out there. Let's just put the Spartans in there because Michigan's. Well, yeah, I don't pay attention. Like I'm, yeah. I'm looking at my favorite team, yeah. but uh, sure, Spartans yeah. fine. Gonzaga because I'm rooting for them. Yeah, yeah, like I want like those teams to play a good team. Like I, I'm excited for Gonzaga UCLA. Like right, I think right. it would be a generally a really fun game to watch. Right. I wouldn't want Gonzaga in the championship game to play Princeton because I'm like, okay, well Gonzaga's probably gonna win by forty, mm-hmm. and it's it's, it's the exact. At our NCAA football championship yep. this year. Yep. It's like, yeah, TCU's a fun story. Right. So they play Georgia and it's sixty five to seven at the yep. end of the game and they're eating chicken wings on the sideline because they're out by so much in a yep. championship game. Right. It's like at that point it's like I'd rather have reversed it and got TCU and Georgia, right. Michigan, Ohio State. Because even if Ohio State beats Michigan, which would have sucked, yeah. Yeah, that national championship game, which is thirty five thirty four or whatever, would have been a lot more fun to watch. Right. That one team getting railed in the final in the championship game. <laughs> yeah, that's a thousand percent. So I'm, I'm much more in the give me the best game possible yeah. over upset. So I, I nice said 16 seed one. Yep. They didn't even win. Did you did you know they didn't even win their tournament? Who? Oh yeah, they finished in second. They finished second, but yeah. the team that won the tournament can't yeah. legally go. So they got yeah. they got entered in because they were in the championship game. That's hilarious. And they won. That's so. awesome. Good for them. 
good for them. Purdue sucks. It's fine. Um, yeah, Zach Eady. Do you think you should be Great. fired if you're the coach of the number one team who loses to the number 16 seed? Uh, also, if you also then have two years previously where you've lost to 12 and 13 seeds, respectively. It depends. Does the next year you win the championship? No, because you've lost now three straight years to teams where you... I think they've lost... What is Purdue lost? The 12, 13, and 16? Yeah. So... I'm only saying that because like Virginia yeah, lost Virginia the 16 yeah. seed then won the championship the next year. So it's... Yeah. It's tough to be like, oh, well... well Virginia lost this year, too. And then they lost this year. Yeah. Actually, Virginia's in that same boat where they go, lost to a 16 champion, lost to a 12, lost to a 13, too. Yikes. And it's like, well, you got that championship in there. Yeah. I don't know. Yikey. Yeah. Yuck, yuck, yuck. Um, that's like somebody made a deal. We're like, listen, I will take losing. I want to be the first team ever to lose to a 16 seed if that means we win a national championship. The they, really made a, they really made a bet. They the really devil. made that deal. They really made a they deal. Really with the devil on Come that on. One. Joe Namath even got one. Sorry, you're not getting one, Dan Marino. <laughs> <laughs> what do I have to do to get one? You're yeah, just not getting one, not, Dan. Yeah. Sorry. Great, You're really it's good. Like, it's the best scene from that little Nicky movie from Adam Sandler. It's Dan Marino pleading with the devil. Come on, just give me one. You even gave Namath one. Sorry. Secretly, I'm a Jets fan, too. So there's that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're, um, they're not Purdue fans. Yeah, there. no. Yeah, it's, it's a rough go. Um, all right. Last thing we want to talk about today. We got some rumors and some news and notes coming out of the wrestling world. Um, Do we? All right. First thing I want to ask you, Mike. Okay. Do you think wrestling fans are bored so they just have to complain about everything at all I don't know how you're bored because there's a lot of wrestling There's so much going No, but here's the thing. Right? And we talked about this off air, but I think it's good that we bring it to the show as well. This whole Kenny Vikingo dream match has gotten so many people up in arms. They don't even need to have the match anymore. It's been more entertaining watching people on Twitter argue than it actually has been. Especially Tony Khan, the owner of the damn company, arguing with people about this damn match. I do like that. It's my favorite. Can just can we just let it play out a little bit first? Like I don't. This is the worst part about being part of like the wrestling community. I think is when one company that you may not be as high on as the other one or other ones, mm-hmm. you immediately critique everything that they do. Like the instant they do it, and we just don't let shit play out. Mm-hmm. Like if we didn't know, like if we didn't have Twitter, and they just were like, "Hey, next week Vikingo versus Kenny." So you don't know who that is. I don't know who the hell that is. That's you know, all right, but Kenny's in singles action. Haven't seen that in a while. That'll be fun. Instead of, I cannot believe that they did not make this a 38-year build for this dream match. I also just think it's funny that, like, the same person who will complain about that will also argue with people about, like... Um, the NWA. Yeah. And I'm like, if you have time to watch that. Yeah, which is a you, garbage product, by or, the way. Or you watch like all the GCW shows yeah. and everything on Fight. Yeah. It's like, you can't tell me you can't go to YouTube and go Vikingo highlights like that, and yeah. watch 10 minutes of you Vikingo. You can watch a GCW show. And I am, we're both fans of GCW on this show, but there's shows where you go, so there's no stakes for any of this. There's just matches that are just yeah. occurring and then that's it. Yeah, like... Like I'm like you can't just look up a 10 minute highlight clip of Vikingo go. Yeah. Oh, he does a lot of flips. If and this stuff. Ma- let's put it before. this way: if this match was on a, um, if this match was on a GCW show, say Kenny was able to work these shows, yeah. or it was a Triple A main event. Yeah, Triple like A main event, and you go, oh crap! All right, cool. I'm gonna tune in. It's the same thing. Yeah. It's just on television. That's the only difference. Yeah, literally. I just, I just am not. I just, I just like if, if you were like one day. You were like, all right, we're going to put uh, uh, Cody Rhodes and Johnny Gargano in a match yeah. on Raw. Cold. Cold. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no, no, for no reason. Right. You're just going to put them two on a match and give them right. 15 minutes. Am I going to sit here and go, I don't want to see that match yeah. because there's no stakes and there's nothing to this match? Baloney. Yeah. I am going. That's what NXT 
died on yeah. while I, for those hour shows. <laughs> no was shit. they would just have random. Yep. All right, here's Adam Cole and Alistair Black. Yep. Velveteen Dream and Johnny Gargano. Yep. For no reason. Yep. But oh. people would tune in to watch. You're 100 percent accurate. No, you're not wrong. And that's the thing too. It's just. It's like, man, we're really just finding the most random shit to nitpick yeah. about. It's the same argument that I see people having where it's like WrestleMania is becoming too predictable. <laughs> and I'm like, first off, okay, number one, do you want things to happen the right way or not? Mm-hmm. Because predictable is okay when it's the right move. Is anyone going to be actually upset besides the people that just hate everything that Cody beats Roman? Mm-hmm. Who the hell is going to come on? any show or a- anywhere and be like, oh, that was terrible because I knew Cody was going to win. No shit. Mm-hmm. He's been champion for four years. At some point, he's going to lose the damn thing. Yeah. What? <laughs> if not, then, like, okay. Well, like, like, you know uh, what I mean? I'm, like, I'm, oh, I'm, Kevin and Sam, you're friends again. I can't believe. I knew they were going to do crazy. that. It's just crazy. No like, shit. It's like, okay, they've done, thir- this is going to be their 39th WrestleMania. Yeah. How many main events do you go into and you were like, I really don't know who's going to win? Very few. Legitimately, and especially in the last 10 years. Like, legitimately, since I started watching, like, WrestleMania 24, 25-ish. Yeah. I mean, you go into every Undertaker match. Yeah, it's it was Taker. Like, it's Taker, Taker. Yeah. sure. Yeah. Like, like, one of the best matches he's had was him and Sean in the streak versus right. career match. It's like, okay, well, he's going to lose his streak over Michael's career yeah. at 50 years old? I don't <laughs> think so. Yeah, no you think You think Batista is going to be John Cena in 2010? Yeah. Didn't think so. Yeah, right. I don't know. Right. I think a lot of these manias are predictable. Doesn't yeah. mean they're, that some of them are not good. Yeah, but but that doesn't mean they're bad. It doesn't mean they're bad. No, I I just I am like we went into last year the biggest WrestleMania match ever. Right. Lesnar versus Reigns. And everyone's like, so Reigns is winning. Cool. Yeah. And yeah. And we were all just cool with it. Yeah. I, just, I didn't want it, but we were cool with no. it. No. And, and here's the thing too is. Like the Sammy Kevin thing, where people are like, "Well, it's predictable. You know, he's gonna be mad at him, be mad at him." And then no, if you listen to the show back at SummerSlam of last year, we said, "Oh, they're gonna they're gonna beat the Usos for the tag titles." Yeah, exactly. Or if you watch, and you, did you watch the crowd when they actually finally hugged? Did everybody see that reaction? Mm-hmm. That doesn't happen every single week. I don't know if people realize this or not, yeah. but that shit doesn't happen. Yeah, that is a full long term story they have been telling for over a year. To get to that moment of Sammy going through the whole thing, yeah, and now now they're coming out the other end yeah. as the and two just, of the biggest baby. They're probably two and three respective right now, baby faces. Yeah, besides Cody and, and literally just a month ago. Yeah, remember how predictable that uh, elimination chamber match was? With no Reigns shit. And Sammy Zayn. Yeah, the one that literally it was fifty fifty on who was going to win that match. Yeah, going up into the pay per view. Right. Where right. me and you had to argue to death that it should be Reigns, right. even though even in the back of your mind you're like. Could still be Yeah, right. Maybe. Yeah, right. Like, do they do that? Do they pull that off? Even though for the long-term storytelling, you go, it doesn't make sense outside of the moment, yeah. right, to do it. I just think that we all, as collectively as wrestling fans, and I do it for sure. I, I There are things that I react to where I go, this is dumb. But on the most part, can we just let shit breathe and let it develop and see where it's going? Yeah. There's things that you can tell immediately. Well, this is going to be not very good. Like, there's just things you can tell, right? Like, Retribution. You knew immediately this is going to be a garbage storyline 100% of the time. But like the Judgment Day, started out good, and we got a little funky for a minute there, and now we're coming out the other end, and Rhea Ripley's biggest star of the company, right? There's just things about it where, man, we just got to, like, relax a little bit. I want to ask you this, though, because there's been this, you know, like, murmur or, like, this debate, I guess. 
What should main event night one? We already know night two is Cody Roman. What's your main event night one? Rhea and Charlotte for the women's title or Sammy and Kevin versus the Usos for the tag titles? So, thematically, it should be the women's match. Okay. Like, yeah. technicality. Yeah. Because you add the Royal Rumble right. match for the women. For sure. To specifically have the main event right. WrestleMania. Yeah. Don't, like, tell, that's what, don't tell Seth Rollins that. Yeah, don't tell Seth Rollins that. <laughs> But that's that's usually that used to be the moniker of you right. win the rumble you get to main event WrestleMania. Yeah, it used to, it used to be the moniker yep. for the rumble. Now it's just you. Well, get the main sh- event doesn't have to be the last match, don't you know? Yes, I, apparently, yeah, that's how it works. <laughs> you just get a prime premier match. Now it's you get a world title match at WrestleMania, so yeah. they changed that. They even said main event, and that's like, what's well, night one though? So how does that work? We only have one night this time. Why yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, um, what it should be is the tag match. Yeah. Like, the tag match has had the most story into yeah. it. It has the most... It is more important than the women's match going into... And can we be, like... Here's the thing. I think they have real potential here for these two world title women's matches to be two of the best matches we've seen in a very long time mm-hmm. from a women's division. They really have. Like, Asuka and Bianca should be great. Charlotte and Rhea should be really good. And mm-hmm. I think if they give them the time, all it's open the show, for all I care. Yeah. Right? Do that. Um... I feel like it has to be the tag title match. Mm-hmm. I think it has to be. It is the one thread that's thrown everything through the whole damn company. You have to. Yeah. I mean, it just, it just. Yeah, like I said, like I think, like yeah. from a yeah, I get it. Air yeah, for quote, sure. Yep. It should be probably the women because yeah. of yeah, the you know, Royal Rumble, the Royal Rumble and everything. Yeah. But I do think in story and see W. The hard part is WWE doesn't do normally like least important to most important on their shows. WWE usually doesn't do heels going off television with the title that's and true. WrestleMania either. Yeah, it's very true. rarely that a heel champion is ending the show as champion. Yeah, I would also agree with that. So too. if Rhea wins, which she should, yeah. then you know, you're going off technically with a heel champion. Going yeah, I guess because you have the next night, it's not as bad. But, but I'm saying, though, they never really, they don't really do that, right? Yeah. You know, well, outside like of Roman, but yeah. that's not the Like same. I said, though, like, like if you, if like, Russ, like, if you, if this was in Japan, yeah. uh, they would, the tag match would probably co-main because it's the most, second most important story going yep. into the show. I agree. Um, that's usually just how they do it. WWE doesn't, they do the hot and cold of the, of the crowd and everything when they put their cards together. Mm-hmm. So. Do you think this WrestleMania is affected at all by the fact that we, Kind of are assuming what we about the main event. That Cody wins. Yeah, like do you like does it affect you at all that we have matches? Like we would assume okay that like Kevin and Sammy are probably going to win the tag titles. Mm-hmm. I'm going to assume Rhea is going to beat Charlotte for the women's championship. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm going to assume Gunther is losing the Intercontinental Championship, mm-hmm. which is going to be probably the best match, but it's fine. Um, it, will, it actually will be the best match. Huh? Um, <laughs> there's certain matches where we're kind of like there's a clear heavy odds here Mm -hmm. like in our minds right does that hurt you at all going into this event it doesn't for me Mm -hmm. because then i think it honestly it allows me to enjoy the show where i'm like okay this is where they're gonna go right Mm -hmm. and i'm pretty confident this is where they're gonna go how are you gonna get me there right like where's that path i I think it all depends on how the matches yeah are i think it allows me to focus more on the quality of the match sometimes than it does about the direct result yeah so i'll we can we can name literally a specific example that happened recently was the revolution show yeah right so you watch the brian and mjf match right and you go everyone and their mom thinks yeah mjf's gonna win yeah 
the way they put the match together and how it goes to overtime, and then in overtime, Brian hits the running knee, yep. and you really think for like half a second, You're like oh, that it could happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I think everyone goes say into the main event and go, all right, Cody's gonna win. But you're telling me that if Rain hits a Superman punch and, and then, then a spear, spear, yeah, in the middle of the ring, and right in the middle of the ring, ref's not knocked out, yeah, and, and one, two, two, and you're telling me that if the camera's pointed the right way, where you don't get to see the eyes of Cody <laughs> and it's pointed like the behind or whatever, right. you're telling me that you're, you're not going you're gonna to go, for a second oh go, Reigns might just retain this, yeah, especially if it's not two minutes in, yeah, exactly. If it's yeah. like if it's 25 minutes in and right. you're like halfway through right. what the main event probably will be, mm-hmm. if it's like that. Then I don't mind. Yeah. But if post match, I'm like, so there was never really a moment where I that thought I, Reigns had that it. I believe yeah. Reigns had it. I'm going to think less of it in yeah. hindsight, I right. guess. Yeah. I think it's tough, right? I think it's a difficult balance. I think sometimes, like I said, like, I think you look at certain matches and you go, like, I'm so consumed with the direct result that I don't necessarily, like, I almost tune the rest of the match out because I'm like, eh, it's not going to happen yet. Yeah. Not going to happen yet. It's not going to happen yet. Right. So, like, I lose a little bit of it sometimes where, like, um, I think a good example is like uh, even like Roman Brock, basically any of them. I never really thought that the winner I always we always kind of assume was going to be the guy. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, like you're so consumed with the result sometimes. Like they it better not be this because if it's this, I'm going to be pissed, right? Yeah. Like that you can't you just can't do X, mm-hmm. right? So you're almost more consumed with that than you are with the actual championship, like the actual, the 89, the 95% of it before that, mm-hmm. you kind of just dismiss because you're just waiting for a time where you feel like, okay, this actually could be it. No. Okay. We're okay. Yeah, you, yeah. You, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I'm just interested to kind of see that dynamic this year. Cause there's some matches where you go, Oh, all right. I guess they're not going to go that route. That's unfortunate. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I expect a lot of these outcomes to be predictable. Yeah. Doesn't again, like I said, doesn't necessarily bother me. I think NXT is a perfect example of you went to a lot of shows knowing pretty much who was going to win, mm-hmm. but the matches were still enjoyable because they give you that sense of. Mm-hmm. I guess, like, here's the thing: Do I like if I gave a percentage on it? I think Cody's like ninety-five to ninety-eight percent. He should win. Yeah, there is a universe where I think Roman could win, and hold it for slightly longer. Yeah. Would I like that universe? No. No. Yeah. But could it happen? Sure. Yeah. And so, like I said, when Reigns hits the Superman punch, the Usos hit a super kick on Cody mm-hmm. into a spear, spear right. and the ref just gets up mm-hmm. and he's counting it. I go, will it get me to go, oh shit, will yeah. Reigns actually just like cheat yep. and retain here? Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. It could happen. And I think as long as it's like not 100% on one side, mm-hmm. like I think like last year, I think we were like, Reigns 100%. Yeah. No, like, I thought, no because we thought Rock was the next year. Yeah. And so we were like, they're going to wait a whole another year, so it's not going to be Lesnar. Right, right. And for something like that, it's really hard for me to buy into. Mm-hmm. But I think even with a 1% chance that Reigns could win, yeah. I, yeah. Think it, I think it's fine. Yeah, for sure. Even though I'm like, it's Cody, it should be Cody. And if it it's not Cody, Cody, I'll be really sad. It needs to be Cody. I might not watch the Raw after if it's not Cody, but. Oh, man. Yeah. Can we also just say. We hope that the actual Raw after Mania is actually something this year. I've watched the last two years, the Raw after Mania, and mm-hmm. both years have been absolute dog shit, where it's just like a regular Raw. And I'm like, okay, yeah. cool. This yeah. is fun. As long as Cody wins, I'd be okay. I want to see Chad Gable wrestle 12 times this night. Let's go figure it out. <laughs> yeah, we're, just, we're, we're worried for Cody. We're worried. We're worried. We gotta... All right. That's going to be it for this week's show. Next week, Mike, what's on tap?
We are previewing every show and their mother next week. We're previewing Supercard of Honor. Yep. Stand and Deliver. Oh, boy. And WrestleMania. Yeah, we got a lot to go over next week. It's going to be ridiculous. It's going to be wrestling in overdrive. It's the biggest wrestling weekend coming up here. Uh, next weekend will be the biggest probably wrestling weekend for us. The week following is the actual events themselves. So it's going to be lots and lots of fun. Are we going to wait to cover WrestleMania Night 1 until after WrestleMania Night 2? Or are we going to cover Night 1 on its own? Well, Night 1's on us. Saturday. Saturday. No, I know. So I'm so saying. So we are we going to cover it? Do we do night one? Yeah. Okay. All right. If we do night one, then we'll do night two next week. All right. All right. Just figure it out to ask. You never know. All right. That's going to be it for this week's show, guys. On behalf of the Missing Whale Man, he is the Merc Zone, Mike Merkel. I am the mouth of Michigan, Rob Mendica. And we will see you guys, as always, next time.